the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. So welcome everyone to the Minnesota Football Show. We've got three of us here today. Rodrigo's on the road coaching. Uh, so Eric's here, Sheila's here, and myself. Uh, what's new, guys? How's it going? It's all right. A little sweaty. Little getting, getting 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 the gym in, get getting the lunch in, <laughs> doing it all doing it all at the same time. Nice. How about you, Sheila? Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, I don't know. Work work life balance, mm-hmm. and also like I'm finding it being it's I'm finding like social stuff kind of stressful to coordinate. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Bridget, how are you? We're, we're out of practice on the social front. Um, I'm all right. Crazy week at work, and uh, now trying to get a productive weekend. And we'll, it's not going well so far. But oh, <laughs> well, let's, let's mean, speed through this thing so you can get more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I was getting anything done anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the very out. least, you didn't glare at all of us and say unproductive so far okay (laughs) minnesota football show the reason unproductive (laughs) uh well let's let's flip it a little bit let's do euros here because it's a it's a big deal and we can talk Copa america as well we'll go back and do our our uh our local stuff um i guess just picking up from where we left off last week finland actually won that match with denmark I think the main thing to mention here, um, and Bridget or, or Sheila, maybe the two of you can do other updates, but it sounded like uh, Erickson is now out of the hospital, uh, which Correct. is yeah, a great development. I don't know if you want to add on to that. Uh, it sounded like, so they couldn't find anything on his test, but they did give him a pacemaker. Um, so I, we will not be seeing him playing professional football again. Um, the team has asked for, you know, privacy for him and his family uh, so that he can recover and kind of focus on the next thing. Um, I mean, that they couldn't find anything, but then basically anytime someone is cardiac arrest, uh, there's going to be some long-term issues. So um, he got the I mean, pacemaker he, and now it's... He, he technically died. Exactly. Yeah. He did. Yeah. That, that, that was the big reveal that he was gone for like a minute or two. Well... Anytime they start CPR in the AED, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were gone. His, I mean, his messages the last few days have been one of them was kind of funny, like, and people were saying it just showed his humor where he was like, I'm fine. I mean, all things considered, like, it's fine. I'm good. I mean, I was dead for two minutes, but you know, <laughs> we're good now. Wow. But, uh, um, well, maybe the good transition from there, not not the good transition, but the, the connection 
Uh, Belgium played Russia shortly thereafter. Um, Belgium, the team that I picked to win this thing, and they smoked them 3-0. And the best part about this narrative-wise is Lukaku, who is his teammate at uh, Inter Milan, they're very good friends, scores very early in the 10th minute, and he runs straight to the nearest camera, mm-hmm. dual fists that thing. He just grabs it, like, face right in the camera, and get well, Chris, I love you. It was, it was beautiful. That, that's been the cool thing to see because so many, like almost every one of these teams has a guy who has played with him at some point. Yeah. Um, and you, you really see more of those connections. We typically, you know, you think about them with their club, you think about them with their national team, uh, but you don't always think about like where things cross. Um, and we're definitely seeing that now. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There are a lot of other tributes too, but that was yeah. the, uh, the first that one. was the big one. Yep. The big one. Yes. Yep. So final there was three nil. Like I said, um, we'll talk more about Belgium. Uh, anyway, any, you want to take the England, Croatia one nil is the final. I don't know if there's anything you saw that, I don't know, caught your eye. I missed this, this one. Um, okay. it, it was good to see Sterling get on the board. <laughs> and who, who had the assist on that? I don't, I didn't get it down. It was a really nice through ball though. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, for, for all of the, uh, for all of the crap that he has taken from, yeah, from the English fans um, and on the club level as well. It was good. To, it's kind of amazing that it like, he's almost fighting his own fans more than exactly. the rest of the opposing yeah. team. Yep. And now uh, the tabloids all love him because he scored the lone goal in this match. Unbelievable. Well, I pull it off. Um, let, let's get to our our Northern Macedonia. This this is our this is a pro Northern Macedonia program <laughs> uh, with with the 37 years young Pandev, who is just doing it for all of us. Every 35 plus person. I mean, superhero Goran Pandev mm-hmm. uh, scores scores uh, the t- he equalized, didn't he? So Austria scored, then he yep. scored in the 28th. But you love to see it. I mean, this dude's been yeah. around for a long time and their first goal in a major tournament like this international tournament. It was a beautiful moment. Now, ultimately Austria put in two more and won three to three to one, but it doesn't take away from the narrative. It was, it was fun. It was exactly. awesome. They're, they're playing for the joy of it and it's, they're just fun to watch. Yep. And, and as we mentioned, um, I don't know, I don't think we were recording probably the coolest uniforms, the coolest kits yes. in the tournament, that, yep. that big sun. Oh, awesome very cool um so this one we can tie the this week in racism in here i guess we already did one with sterling so we'll we'll call this one number two (laughs) that's more than a week isn't it there's a week we're basically gonna have like the point and then there will be the racist tie-in for like everything that we Uh, I, I missed this one, so I will throw to you. Uh, Rodrigo actually hit me to this. Um, something happened with one of the Austria players to one of the North, Northern Macedonian players. And, it, and it's just all these layers because while they're these two teams, it seems like they are both Balkan immigrants or are Balkan immigrant families. And that's where the tension arose. One was, mm-hmm. I believe, Serbian and one was uh, Albanian. Is that correct? Yes. Or of, of, of descent background. So... I, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw it out there. I, I don't know the whole story, except it. Well, you know, I had missed this one too, I, but I saw, you know, a couple of the photos going around. He, yeah, he said something like F your Albanian mothers or something like that. 
Um, and there is just a whole lot of like geopolitical stuff going through, uh, going through those squads and, and that region in general. Um, but yeah, uh, Marco here is the one who shouted that. And another guy came up to him and just like closed his mouth for him. <laughs> like, just oh, like, dude, just stop. <laughs> and, wow. uh, so that's that's the photo going around. Um, this was his teammate, or this was another Macedonian player that closed, uh, that closed his mouth. I believe it was the Macedonian player. Okay. Well, the 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 tell also is he posted an Instagram thing, right? And it, it's always a classic <laughs> in all caps. I am. Not I a am racist. not a racist. <laughs> I is, have friends. Like, yeah. I have friends in almost every country, and I stand for diversity. That is that is the bullhorn hooked up to a 500 watt amplifier. <laughs> oh just, man! Um, Classic. So the person that he said this to was Albanian. Of Albanian descent. I need. Yeah, I need to pull this up again. I. Uh, it's just. Like, it doesn't, like, it's just like, this isn't, it's not really, it's something else besides racism. It's like. It, I mean, it's part of it. It's, 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 like it's the national. It's like racism, but it's not the same thing. I mean, it's it's that whole historical mess within, within the Balkans and all the tension that still exists there, too. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of that is. national. That's, yeah, a lot of it is ethnic <laughs> issue and not just, I mean, it's obviously not like black and white but it's a a uh, different version of racism but it's, it, it, and the reason i say that is because and i like, like i agree it's more like a nationalist thing than anything else but yeah like they don't i mean that's the thing about the this is that it's not like they're even like ethnically different looking no <laughs> not just... at all well and, and when you no. bring in bosnia too you add the extra layer of religion right yeah so it's, it's 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 a mess let's just call it a mess <laughs> like many layers afghan versus iran <laughs> yeah or iran versus iraq it's there there's just so many things um yeah there's a lot of things happening there yep yep and it sucks i i, I like i said i didn't see it live but my goodness the, the social media was a buzz everybody was on it that's i mean you kind of expect something to happen when this team gets into a tournament like this and you're gonna have those uh those more heated moments when there's so much more going into it um i think that it seems to have gotten better like through the game mm -hmm. just because they i mean they've all so many of them have played with each other and there's like greater crossover and understanding yeah. with those things it but wasn't it um it reminds me of last world cup wasn't it with uh shaka and shakiri with uh with uh switzerland and they played yeah. would they play czech republic or what it was another one of the former balkan countries i can't remember who they played but they but they had the uh oh, i'm gonna mess it up now what what is their ethno-national uh identifiers i can't remember now <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. But I can't I, but think I remember, of these things on the spot. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Though. But yeah, but they did the eagle. Yeah. I think I think it was Albania too, right? Because it's the Albanian eagle. Yeah, that was. Yeah, because they did the eagle thing, and that like fired everybody up. Yep. Whatever the opposing. Oh yeah, was. I remember this. 
Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So there it is. Yes. Um, they were Switzerland from Switzerland. Yep. Yep. But again, of their their parents were I see. Uh, yeah. refugees, Albanian refugees. Okay, doke. Um, Holland, Ukraine. This ended up being a goal fest. Uh, three two final score. I caught a little bit of it. I caught the late goal. So I caught the uh yeah, I'm not even gonna try Yarmuchek and I caught the uh Dumfries. Uh, to win it 3-2, but I didn't get to watch the full match. Um, oh, yeah. A anybody else see this one? And and lots of goals. What what did we think from uh, either of these two? Uh, a lot of people picked Netherlands. I mean, this this would be a – I mean, this would be the, the, the biggest thing for our, for our Dutch buddy over there, <laughs> At Atlanta United's own, if you were to pull something off. But uh, I'll pass it to you all. Yeah, I think uh, from the from the highlights I saw, it was a pretty solid game. Uh, Wijnaldum had a really good game. Uh, I did catch his goal. Um, I mean, guys, Ukraine has talent. Uh, they just seem to not work together as well as other squads do. Um, whereas the Netherlands are, they seem to mesh a bit better. Um, and that's where you see all three of these goals. Well, the first two, 52nd minute and the 59th minute, and then the 85th. Um, the, the first half I read was just not exciting whatsoever. And then you get five goals in the second half. Yeah, five in the second. But, I, I put in here that Yarmolenko, that his goal was amazing. I remember now, I watched the highlights where – he, he booted it from way outside the box yeah. and the keeper was in the exact right spot and it just bananaed the, the, the complete opposite direction. <laughs> and he just like watched it curve. And I think he, he, it was one of those moments where he even, he applauded. He's just like, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> it was beautiful. That's, I did see ESPN was like just replaying that over and over and over again. Like here's every single angle that we have of this. Yeah. And you just see, oh. That it was, was it was crazy. a beautiful goal, beautiful goal. But nonetheless, Netherlands pulls it off there. Uh, moving into the next groups, D and E, we had Scotland, Czech Republic. Czech Republic won that one, two uh, 0 Slovakia, big win, two to one over Poland. And then the one that everybody was like looking forward to that I think ended up being a snooze fest. I caught just a little <laughs> bit of it. And I was like, this sucks. Spain, Sweden, a nil nil yeah. draw. I'll throw it to you all. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to see there. I managed to catch yeah. a few minutes of it, and it was like, eh, you know what? I'm just going to go back to what I was doing now. Right. This, this was the, – the, during the week games, I'm not nearly as able to, like, zero That's, in as much. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on parental duties, but uh, I try to catch things here and there if I, if I have a break or I have a moment. And I think that one hit right around lunchtime, and I watched, like, for about 20 minutes. I'm just like – Nah, <laughs> nothing's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, Czech Golasso. Oh, yes, the Czech Golasso on Scotland. This was another great one, too, where he catches the keeper. I don't know if you remember seeing this one, maybe in the highlights. Keeper's way high, like basically top of the key. And, oh. and he, yeah, and he yeah, chips him. Yeah. He, he caught him and, and he just booted that thing. We need, and it, there was nothing he could do. He just watched it go right over him and bloop, right, right, right behind him into the goal. Beautiful, beautiful chip. Um, let's go to the next day then. We got, uh, we got Portugal and Hungary. 
again, this was kind of a snooze fest for like the first half, and then it just kind of exploded. And the very end of the second half, you had three goals in about 10 minutes starting in the 84th. Um, Ronaldo got a brace. We not, and this is not a, uh, a pro Ronaldo program. <laughs> Um, I, did, but I did see that thing where he like flips it over his head and like kicks it around the guy. Did you see yeah. this? So, yeah. Like, just like so irritating. Yep. Like, oh, I mean, God, that was awesome. He's a, he's a oh, terrible yeah. human, but he's a very, very talented footballer. <laughs> yeah. He, he did that in, he did that in today's game. Um, and he's just yep. like looking at the crowd, like, see, I just did that. You got, got to it. watch it. Where's my, where's my next statue? <laughs> uh, so 3-0 they win that one um, and then I think I was out for this one but the, that, that's the group of death there so Portugal jumps up on top and we had the big match which was France and Germany which realistically should be a final um, did either of you get to watch that one catch any of the highlights I know France pulled it off the final score is 1-0 over Germany and it ends up being an own goal I, I didn't put it in here but uh, Hummels I think is, is the one. And it was just mad pressure. They came down from both sides. And um, I think it was Mbappe that started it. I can't remember who actually shot it. And he's trying to deflect it. He, he, he tries to head it. He misses the head. And I think he clips it with his shoulder. And it goes right in. <laughs> Hap, happens to the best of us. So the, the lone goal of that match ends up being an own goal. Uh, put France in a good position in a very difficult group. Uh, and that kind of wraps up our our first round of Euro. So, how are how are you all feeling after that that first uh, that first leg? What did you see? Maybe what surprised you? I can't think of any like real surprises, honestly. Uh, plenty more games that were really fun to watch, more than I expected. Um, also, quite a few. The highs are very high and the lows are very low. Uh, we talk about these scoreless matches where there's nothing happening. Um, and then you get five goals and a half and a, like actually a, a real solid performance from both teams. Um, it's, it's just been fun to watch, honestly. But no, no huge surprises for me. Sheila, besides, besides Ronaldo being a, <laughs> a cocky ass like he is. It's, it's been bugging me all morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so round two started. I, I for whatever reason I didn't put the final score in here. I, Russia beat Finland, right? I can't remember what the final score yes. was. But the interesting point for us Minnesota United supporters here was they they had a really interesting lineup with uh, five in the midfield, and they put Raitala and Lud right next to each other on the right side. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> it was like the Minnesota power right formation. Yeah. Yeah, this is such a strange lineup. Yeah. And it clearly didn't work very well. But... No, that's I, I think this was supposed to be the solution to get the ball to Pookie more because they like could not make that happen in the opening match. Um, and it turns out that having a five-man midfield doesn't help them either. So this is insane. Like, what were they thinking? Like, like I've never even heard of this. It is odd. And and yep. Schuler is the fulcrum. That's the other. That's the yeah. That, I yeah. Coach is yeah. like, you know what? 
the, all the current and former Minnesota United players, you just you're all going out <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> like, okay, coach, go figure it out. Um, let's go Group A then on, the, on this next round. Uh, Wales had a big win. They go two 0 against Turkey. I picked them as my my dark horse. So they're they're not guaranteed through, but they're looking pretty good. Italy uh, took care of Switzerland three 0 They are through. Oh, here it is. Finland nil. Russia one. There it is. So Finland, um, I guess to tie it in, finished Group B. Uh, Denmark and Belgium play. Belgium win two to one after coming back. Denmark actually scored first in that one, and then Belgium just do what Belgium do and. My goodness, the Hazard goal, watching all the triangles and watching just like the high level ge- geometry and math going on there was just pfft, incredible. Bel- they're so much fun to watch. They're so much fun to watch. Um, so that group's a little tighter. Belgium are through. But then you got Finland with three, Russia with three, and Denmark surprisingly with none. That kind of sucks considering everything that's happened with Ericsson and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, kind of rough. Any, anything to add to those? Let's keep it moving. There's no Rodrigo, so we just keep, we just keep plowing through. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to our North, North Macedonia, and they, they lost to Ukraine. Didn't get to watch this one. Um, and Netherlands won as well, 2-0. So Netherlands are through in Group C. And if we go to D... Czech Republic and Croatia tied 1-1. I was watching this one in the grocery store yesterday, England and Scotland, nil-nil. And the same thing (laughs) happened as last time. I had it going and had people coming up to me. (laughs) Yes, it's like two two times in a row now. What's the score? What's the score? Um, You're You're watching the game while you're grocery shopping? Sure am. Got the phone propped up. (laughs) <laughs> got the uh, the situation is like this. So in the very front of the grocery cart, I got all the uh, the soft fruits and vegetables. So your stone fruit. Um, I believe I had what else was up in there? Maybe some celery. Not not soft, but you know, I had enough that I could like. You make a little bed, and then the phone just kind of sits right on top of the <laughs> the soft fruit. Push that cart. People, what happens is this. I, I don't think anybody notices that I'm necessarily watching it. But the whistle, whenever there's a whistle, it cuts through so much that, you know, immediately people turn their heads. <laughs> what was that? Looks. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sweden. Sweden got a big win. I heard that this is a pretty boring one, too, but they pulled it off 1-0 against Slovakia. Um, I didn't put the final. Let me take a look at this one because I think this one's kind of tight as well here. Group D. Czech Republic and England both at four. Croatia and Scotland both at one. So kind of open there there was a lot of narrative obviously with the england's excuse me the england scotland match just with all <laughs> the uh the history uh, what did you all think of that one did it the live good up to old the hype? union yeah. did it live up to the hype uh was there a whole lot of hype going into that <laughs> shrug emoji i don't know <laughs> um yeah england definitely didn't live up to whatever they thought they were going to do yeah um yeah, I like the tweet from one of our uh, our fellow Loon supporters. Basically, said a, a tie means Scotland gets another independence referendum, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good stuff. Give us a vote. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and that brings us to today. Uh, I let's see here. We were talking a little bit before we recorded about the uh, France hungry match. That that was the big surprise. I, I turned it on a little late, and I was amazed that the score was one nil to Hungary. <laughs> I was like what? Sorry, what's happening? Yeah, uh, world champs, we're down. And then right before I left, uh, Griezmann tied it up one one, and they pulled it off. Who 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 else scored? Was it? I didn't, I didn't catch the rest of it. You remember? I can find no. that too. I missed that first goal. Oh, no, that was it. 1-1, one, one, tie. 1-1, one, tie. And now they we had, have a full-time. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, France had some decent chances at the end there. Uh, it's, a, it's a pull ahead. Um, they just couldn't quite get it together. Um, yeah. I think the, the, the home crowd definitely helped Netherlands quite a bit. But France, you mean, right? Or, yeah, Hungary. Yeah. They were oh hungry. Were they in Hungary? Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. That's it's why, funny that that's why everyone but, was so excited. Like just for the one-one draw, they treated it like yeah, a win because it's, sure. it's the last time Hungary is going to see them like play home this year. So let me ask about this too, because the guy scores. I can't remember the player's name, and he runs over to like, is it a journalist that's just sitting there? I mean, it looks like a woman is yeah, sitting she, there taking she notes. had a she had a microphone, so she might have been like feeding stats or something but dude like runs over and just like sl- hits and slashes like all of her equipment and her mic yeah. and stuff on the ground i'm like what's what is this about is it like a personal situation or like why why are you going over and messing with this woman? I, I and she's understand. just like the poor woman's just sitting there like holding her microphone yeah. and her cell phone or whatever and kind of looking at him like like she's it smiling like- because what else are you supposed to do like Right, but it seemed like a very aggressive move. Hell? Just be like, Fair. go after this person. And even some of his teammates are kind of looking over, like, the fuck what are you the doing? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was it was very. Did strange. you find out? Did you ever find out what 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 it was about? No, I have no idea. Uh, listeners, let us know. Send tweet us or yeah, send us a message. I I put out the. Photo I'm sure of it. something. I'm just like, yeah, something might come out later. I'm sure people are talking to her. It's a little yeah. early yet, but sure. It was very strange, very strange. Um, and then the big one that I didn't get to see anything of, but uh, we were talking about this one as well. Uh, Sheila, maybe I'll throw it to you since you, you were talking about it. Uh, Germany gets a big win, four to two over Portugal in this crazy group, including not one but two own goals. I mean, wow! Yikes! What did you see? That was that makes up for the. Um... I mean, that's the thing about uh, Ronaldo. It's like, it's just, he's all, he's only in it for himself. Yep. It's like the Ronaldo show. And I, I love that his own team is basically canceling out every, everything that he does. <laughs> he, scores, he scores first. Uh, and actually, before he scored that, he was, they, on the replay they showed, that was a counterattack. It was not from the run of play. It was a set piece um, down at the other end. He was actually playing defense, like right in front of goal, and then just started sprinting. Um, so if if had had it been anyone else, it would have been a fantastic goal. Um, but yeah, very quickly outdone by two own goals, uh, and a couple very close additional own goals. It was 
it was an interesting match to watch. What were the, uh, how are the German goals, Havertz and Gosens, did they have anything entertaining? They, they, they were, show such precise. They were good. Um, I think one of those was just crashing the goal again. And like, they just, they figured out that there was an issue there with the center backs and uh, found a way to absolutely beat that defending. Um, not that there was much defending to, to contend with. Um, but they read they read that well, and they were they were good solid goals. So this this group is so bananas because, like I said, we if you had told me Hungary was going to be the spoiler in this thing, that's right. <laughs> laughed. I mean, I, I'm still laughing. It's kind of incredible. Every one of these teams needs to win to get through right now because you have France at four, yeah. Germany at three, Portugal at three, and Hungary even has a point. So I mean, if Hungary ties, let's see. So you've got. Um, What's the next round here? It'd be Portugal, France, Germany, Hungary, right? So if if Hungary yes. were to tie Germany, I mean they could they could spoil Germany. Yeah, and the I mean the big thing with with that tie to to France was basically holding back some points for France uh, to keep them down in second. So yeah, um, yeah, I Just, think there there's a pretty solid chance for that. Man, wild, wild, wild. I mean, that was my big prediction, and I, I, it was pretty bold even for me. I'm like, Germany's not going to go through. Eh, it's kind of, kind of ridiculous. And now I'm like, damn, Germany might not go through. <laughs> <laughs> and who did I pick? France. And now I'm like, I. <laughs> it's pretty, but yeah, this this whole group right here probably should not have happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> but too late so now. bizarre. Too late so now. bizarre. So, just to reiterate where we stand right now as we go into like the third round, uh, I, yeah, that's right. Third round is going to be starting here. Yeah. Um, Italy, Belgium, Netherlands are the definitive ones through, and then likely Wales, and there's a couple other ones with some of these four pointers. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep uh keep following and kind of see what happens. It's going to be really interesting. It, it, it seems like at this point there there's definitely going to be one of these powerhouses that is that is going to get stuck might be mm-hmm. might be though out of, out of this group it could be either france germany or portugal yeah one of those three yeah portugal can't can't fix the uh the back half of their squad um yep ronaldo is not going to matter that's right which that's is right. fine with me honestly <laughs> which which everybody's okay with <laughs> Uh, it's gotta be a problem though, because you know he's gonna once he retires, he's gonna be a coach, and he's he's not gonna uh-huh. go away. Oh no, go away. no. Uh, um, on that note, let's go to the Copa Cuvigi, das Américas, the COVID Cup. We had our opening match in uh, Brasilia. I think it was in, yeah, it was in Brasilia with Brazil and Venezuela. It was a good one. Uh, Brazil wins three 0 not super convincing. I, I thought Venezuela actually played very well. They just kind of got unlucky. It's one of those things where they made they made three mistakes and Brazil scored three goals on those mistakes. That's what it is. Uh, Marquinhos, great, great goal off of a corner. Um, he got very, very lucky and got a very generous bounce that kind of landed right in front of him. <laughs> and the keeper was, I think he was far post. So the defender like jumped right in there to like block it. And he just, he just happened to Megan. 
and just there, there was your first goal. So yeah, like everything just kind of lined up that needed to line up for him. Um, you had the uh, Seahar. Um, see, do do do. Um, trying to get through a one nil at halftime. And there was the PK. Danilo clearly, clearly got taken down. There, there was, there wasn't a doubt whatsoever. So Neymar does what Neymar does, and does his little annoying baby steps that I can't stand. Still does it, and he scored. And then Gabi Gol got one towards the very end of like eighty in the 89th minute. Uh, from a really good Neymar heads up play where he just picked off a back pass and he was basically right there uh, with the chest. I love the chest goals. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if he misjudged and was going for the header, but it was clearly off his chest. So there you go, three nil. And then Colombia Ecuador played. Colombia won that one, one nil. Uh, I got updates here. Uh, Montalban says the Ministry of Health in Brazil confirmed there have been 41 COVID positive cases since the Copa America began. 31 cases are players, staff, delegations. The other 10 are workers at the stadium. So Sheila, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry fine. about. Yeah. Everything is fine. <laughs> uh, um, on the Zona Sur side, Argentina and Chile both tied Paraguay 3-1 to one over Bolivia. Paraguay might be the, the team to watch. Like they, they could really surprise. And Romero, golden boot watch, he got all three hat trick. He's a very good, very sneaky striker. Um, yeah, that's how I got there. Uh, this is kind of interesting, too, Like as, as we progress through this tournament to see uh, players start to speak out. We talked about Casimiro trying to build that solidarity um, with the Brazilian and other players to try and stop the thing or or, or uh, at least get some demands met. Obviously, that didn't work. But now players are speaking out. So this is Marcelo Martins, who plays for Bolivia. And he basically came out and uh, was just talking about Conmebol, this is your fault. Um the, the, the blood is on your hands if somebody dies in this tournament is essentially what he said. So good on him to speak out, good on him to use his platform and, and kind of call him out. Um, more Copa America, Colombia and Venezuela played. They tied nil-nil. And then we went to the Brazil-Peru match. Um, four nil is the final score. All these goals were actually really good. Sorry, Rodrigo, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to ask you too if you got to see the stoppage time Richarlison goal because it is a thing of beauty. I did not. Okay, I'll, I I'll saw, try to. Just... I saw it mentioned a couple times on Twitter, but I never got a chance to. It's it's up there. I think I posted it in all of them. It, it, it's worth watching okay. just because there's some there's some serious high level yoga happening. It's it's pretty <laughs> awesome because what happens is I, I want to say it's Neymar. It might be Gabi goal shoots it. It gets deflected, and he's running. But as he's running, he's tripping. So he's going down, and he has the wherewithal to still get the leg around and hit the rebound, which is also blocked. So that's that's shot number one. Now he's fully face down, chest down on the ground, and somehow he's able to bring his right leg up and up and over again and hit a second rebound that scores. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. It's nice. pretty incredible. Watch that. Yeah. So, not not to rub it in on Rodrigo. I'm sure he was thrilled that they scored a fourth goal <laughs> and stopped his time. <laughs> but it really was a spectacular goal. 
And then you had uh, Chile 1-0 over Bolivia. This is yesterday now. And Argentina beat Uruguay. So things are still pretty open, kind of in the early stages. Brazil is, is through. Surprise, surprise. Um, and it sounds like Chite is going to be really cycling through, like, for the next match. So we're probably going to get to see some bench players, get, get a lot of time and, you know, rest Neymar, uh, rest maybe uh, Charlison and some of the other dudes, the starters. Yeah, that kind of gets us to where we are in present. Have, have any of you got a chance to watch any of the Copa America matches? Univision carries, I, I think they always carry the seven o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. The four o'clock one is a little tricky. I know I have, uh, I've scrolled past it a couple times. Um, yeah, seven or eight o'clock, there's usually one on. Right. I've been I've been stuck on Olympic trials all week. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's have you guys um, have you guys gone to gone out to see any games like at um, Black Card or other places? Not yet. I have not I thought yet. about it though. You? Um, I haven't, but I thought that might be fun if you guys ever want to go. Yeah, I'd uh, I consider it. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Yeah. In the in the next couple of weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. Ruby. Um, Bridget, you want to take this one with our, our old buddy Kai Kamara? Oh, Africa Cup of Nations? Give me a second here. Oh, sure. My phone, like, I don't know what it is That's about okay. Google on my phone, but they like to reset all of my I, I can start it up and you, and you just take it. So um, a lot of the, most of the teams are through with Africa Cup, Africa, yeah, Africa Cup of Nations. There we go. So Burkina Faso, Cabo Verde, Comoros, Equatorial Guinea, Ethiopia, Gabon, Gambia, Ghana, uh, Guinea, Bissau, Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast, Guinea, Malawi, Mali, Mauritania, Morocco, Nigeria, Senegal, Sudan, Tunisia, Zimbabwe are all through. There was one spot open, and it was between um, I, uh, Sierra Leone and who did they play? Benin. Yep, Sierra Leone and Benin. You want to take it from there? Sure. Yeah, it Go comes down to uh, comes down to a penalty kick, um, which is taken by our old friend Kai Kamara, and he just nails it. And that's that is all it took. And you could see the in all the replays. I haven't seen much from like the rest of the match. There isn't much out there right now. Uh, but from that replay, you can tell that everyone's just like deflated like they know that that's it there was still a bit of game to play um but yeah that's that's all it took and they're going yeah. for the first time in 25 25 years yeah yep yep pretty big yeah, so pretty that's, big that's the huge Connection. for them if i recommend following his insta stories if you don't already because he shows a lot of like behind the scenes of their training and stuff and they're I mean, if you're used to watching the, the MLS players and Premier League where it's all like kind of glitz and glamour, um, he had a video the other day from their locker room, which the lights weren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had all the doors open and they're like getting dressed and changed out in the dark. And he's on his phone like, yep, here we are in the national team locker room with no lighting, covered oh, no. in mud because the pitch is just... It's like dead grass and mud. <laughs> it's just oh no. It's insane. But they're all like super happy riding their 
like broken down bus out to out to Dixon. <laughs> so it's just like they're they're just super fun to watch and he, he gives a lot of a lot of insight he'll talk when they're at the airport um all these long flights i mean we talk about the distances traveled in mls mm-hmm. but consider the distances these guys are traveling for these matches um by like single engine planes and right like old buses um so it's really interesting to see like the cultural difference uh the economical difference um and just all it's they're funny watch them you sold me i'm gonna i'm gonna go start following him this is this is insta you say right yeah yeah okay he posts some of them on twitter too but he'll do like a solid like 24 hours worth of content on insta there you go well congrats to them that's pretty big especially after a quarter century good stuff yeah all right, let's let's end the internationals on this because this was huge. This bomb mm-hmm. just dropped yesterday. Um, Sheila, maybe I'll throw it to you. Uh, so, FIFA, we we do not like FIFA. Clearly, we <laughs> we disparage them regularly on this program. But I think maybe a single clap is in order. <laughs> Bare minimum. Yeah, Yay. one clap for FIFA. And it's taken way too long. Obviously, this is this is a decades long in the making, real real uh, consequences for the the Mexican, not necessarily even the Mexican national team, but it's the Mexican supporters of the Mexican national team and the P chant. We we've, we've talked about it over and over. And finally, finally, rather than just like a monetary fine, there are real real consequences on the table that could do some serious damage to the program, to the Federation, to everything. I mean, so, so it starts out with their next two qualifying matches for the world cup, no fans because of the P chant. And then they tack on to that. If it continues, you're going to be kicked out of the upcoming world cup, Qatar 2022, and you will lose hosting rights for upcoming world cup, 2026. That's some big shit. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. the real deal. Sheila. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you have to, you have to wonder why this is happening now. Um, and I think, um, you know, they're to their credit or to not their credit. I mean, it is, it's, it's always capitalism based and yep it's bad for the brand. I mean, that that's when you, you, when you finally look at Nike supporting black lives matter, when you finally look at, um, you know, the corporate sort of wokeness or whatever, it's always because, yeah, it's terrible. It looks Mm -hmm. terrible. And it is because of, uh, people calling it out for years and years and years. And it would not have happened if, if they hadn't done that, but it's also because there's been a, a change in the culture um, worldwide and an and, and intolerance of, of that kind of language and that kind of yeah. just like such so over the top like homophobia. And it's finally changing the, I mean, so many, so many clubs and leagues try to get away with the, well, it's just a few fans saying it, it's not on us. Mm-hmm. And people right away were saying, well, why are you punishing the team? and the nation for something that a handful of fans were chanting 
in, and especially because this last game was played in the U.S., we're not even sure that those were Mexican fans. But that doesn't, it doesn't matter um, because it's about the, the culture that the team builds and the culture that the team enforces. Absolutely. It's like, That's right. it's like when um, there are proud boys and white supremacists at a Trump rally. It's like, no, the Trump rally, the, the people organizing the rally may not be, you know, proud boys. But the right. fact that, like, you're attracting probably if that's who you're attracting. <laughs> yep, we and we saw that with NYCFC. Um, they had that issue. A lot of uh, blatant, um, like Nazi white nationalist uh, supporters yep. groups. Not just like a, a handful of supporters, but like supporters groups based on these ideals. Um, and yeah, it's not just. I mean you're a collective. They, they always talk about how the fans are part of the team and you don't get to, to claim when they do something that someone else doesn't like that you have nothing to do with what they say. You right. either claim them or you don't. Um, I think this, this punishment is kind of funny just because coming off of like a year and a half of not playing in front of fans, <laughs> It's yeah, like they, that's a good point. They, they got to this point by playing in empty stadiums behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like a huge, like it, it probably won't affect the team as much as we would like to think that it would and make them but say the- like, oh, wow, this makes an impact on us when the fans do this. So it takes right. away from that effect a little bit. But at the same time, these fans who have been pleading to see a game in person are now being punished for, you know, for that's right. Being I, I was just going to add on the, the, on the capital side that, that Sheila was referring to. I mean, that that's, that's what they're really going after. And then, because they know if, if they lose not only their position in the world cup, but if they lose, especially those hosting rights, that's hundreds of millions of dollars from lots and lots of multinationals and everybody that's investing in Mexico and all the stadiums and all the sponsors and the list. And they're going to have to I find mean, something else to exploit and it's going to be hard. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like it's like every millionaire billionaire in Mexico would be just be like screaming at the FEMF, uh-huh. the Federation. It would just be an absolute disaster. It would be, it would be an implosion. Yeah. So in that respect, you know, they're hitting them where it hurts, I suppose. So I guess we'll see how it turns out. Um, I, I love how you how you describe the culture, because I think that's that's exactly it, it's such a culture that it's international. Because that because it, it happened in Denver, it was in Colorado, uh-huh. right? That that's that's how it's so easy to poke those holes. And be like, oh, it's just a few fans. Like, no, 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 no. This is literally crossing all these uh, fictional and imagined borders. It's everywhere. Yep. the The number of stadiums where and locations where we have not heard this chant is greatly outnumbered by the number of stadiums where we have. I feel like That'd I feel like true. every match now. You hear it at least once. Nearly. I remember they. Yeah, it happened when. Didn't it happen when Leon when they did the friendly in Blaine? I think so. Yeah. There was there was one of them for sure, and we we were all like, and and, and they did the whole thing like there was there was a, a video or maybe somebody mm-hmm. spoke. I don't remember. There was definitely a an attempt to address the situation, and it still happened. Yep. All right. Well. We'll see how that plays out and uh, take a break. 
yeah. do some local stuff. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning in because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And we are back um, to our local news. And um, yeah, so the big news, of course, is that we are getting a women's team. Woohoo! Um, I did not realize that Wes was behind this whole deal and also Matt. Yeah, there's a lot of, a whole, a lot of connections. Uh, of our friends. Yep. Our, it's like our friends did this like present for us. So thank you. <laughs> Pretty much. Elisa um, and at all. And have somehow yeah. kept it from us for the last year. <laughs> they, did, they did a very good job indeed. Uh, the, the big one to recognize is, is substitute co-host, former co-host uh, Elisa, uh, yeah. Elisa Vicuña is an owner of this whole project, which is pretty badass. I mean, well, so I honor. thought aren't Wes and Matt also co-owners? They're they co-founders. Are... Thank you. That's the word. The the four the four women are the co-owners, and then Matt, Wes, and a few other guys are listed as co-founders. I see. Okay. Yep. So along with Elisa, you have um, Andrea. Is it Yoke or Yach? Yeah. Bridget. Yeah. Yach. Thank you. Um, and. Maybe tell, tell a little bit about her because I, I was not as familiar with her background and you know more than I do about her. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, she's been in PR in the Twin Cities for quite some time. Uh, well known by, you know, the local networks. I think she worked with WCCO. She's worked with CARE. Um, also with Grey Duck Vodka, started by the Vikings, the two Vikings players. who I believe we saw Chad Greenway um, was one of them. And he took part in the scarf uh, photos on social media. Um, and she's worked with KFAN as well. Uh, so well known through PR circles and through sports. Um, she helped the Lynx. She helped Minnesota United back in the Blaine days. Um, so she's well connected in the region, in the area. Um, and it's, I mean, they've been, they've been working on this for a long time. Um, and they did put... Uh, there was from my brief uh, interview and Q&A with her uh, it's been a, a year of you know trying to find the right fit um, and the right people to be involved the right league um, so yeah it'll it'll be a, a crazy crazy good time yeah we also have uh, Susan Earl Bell or Susan Earl <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I forgot a comma. Amazing, but a comma. Susan Earl, <laughs> Bell Bank. Oh boy, blowing it over here. She's the Bell, CFO of Bell Bank, <clears throat> and um, Andrea Carroll Fleck, who we've actually interviewed. I don't know if you remember Sheila. We interviewed her when we when we talked to Monarch. She was with um, the opposing team. I think she worked a lot with um, the U of M women's team, and I think she's got a couple other women's football projects throughout the community. She. She's a board member with Like a Girl, too. There you go. Yep. Super nice, super cool. Um, those interviews are still up somewhere on the Bookface Facebook. Um, so yet another connection there for us. And, and this is going to be, I, I think, the thing to highlight here, a supporter-owned 
club from what I understand. How that's all going to work, I'm not sure if we know. Have yeah, they haven't, um, they haven't really released full details yet. I think that'll come uh, through the summer into the fall, uh, but they'll be getting more community investors on board. And then eventually that new identity will come from uh, input from those just investors from the neighborhood. Um, and when I say investors, I mean like community members who are you know putting money into this. Uh, very much like the Minneapolis city model. Yeah. That was the vibe I got. So, yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just Minnesota women's soccer for now, uh, much like Kansas city. Well, so, uh, but by the fall, we'll have like a, a team name and identity. Very cool. Very cool. Very exciting. Um, speaking of Minneapolis city, we can go there. They, played last week and had a very chippy match with joy athletic there in St. Louis park final is three to two uh, city pull it off. They stay undefeated, but uh, <laughs> didn't get a chance to get out there from, from what I heard and listening to the, the people's pitch, there were lots and lots of fouls. Um, it was kind of amazing. <laughs> there weren't any red cards from the way it sounded. There were a number of yellow cards. Uh, no, no love lost between, I guess we can call this, this is like the new Derby, right? For uh, Yeah. ESL. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of crossover as they were developing joy. Quite a, there were a couple of guys who went over uh, and joined them from city. So it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a fun rivalry to watch right. for sure. Uh, Vang, Kid, and Oliver are your goal scorers there. Uh, tonight, in fact, they play the Sioux Falls Thunder at let's home. Talk, at let's the... talk about those yellow cards, though. Did you see that? Um, did you see the discipline report for the region for NPSL? Like, every team, uh, I, I think City has, like, five yellow cards and no reds, mm-hmm. and there is no other team in single digits. Everyone's at like 10, 12, 13, 15, couple <laughs> red cards. Oh, and City's it. like 5-0. I love it. <laughs> so oh, it so for, like... all of, for all of this chippiness and all of the rivalries, like with Med City and Duluth and now Joy, uh, yeah, undefeated with a grand total of five yellow cards to everyone else's average of 12. It's, it's like straight Libertadores. It's like South American League. <laughs> yeah. can, can you do me a favor and maybe screen grab that and, and post that thing? That's, that, that, yeah, it was. That'd be great. Yep. I'd love to it. see that. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> um, well, let's go to this. We'll, we'll jump to uh, Rochester Rhinos, former, um, former Minnesota Thunder rivals way back in the day. Uh, apparently... Jamie Vardy is the new owner? Question mark. <laughs> the interview—it's so freaking bizarre. But the interview I saw, he said, "I was looking for a team with like good culture and interesting." And he listed off some other factors, and he's like, "And it all kept coming back to the Rochester Rhinos." <laughs> Very random. <laughs> like, what? what came back to the Rochester Rhino? Yeah. Like what, what, uh, what information got to England that we didn't get here? Because it's just, it's so bizarre. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. 
I don't have much to say about that. Um, MLS is back, is back, is back, while the Euros and the COVID Cup continue. Uh, I guess before we go there, let's start with this. Chicago, third time's a charm. We got a new logo. It's it's good. I like this logo. What do you all think? I like it's it's an improvement. Um, something one thing kind of bothered me about it, which I later realized when someone mentioned it's just a lot like the Chicago Red Stars logo. Um, yeah, which I mean that's fine. Like they can it look similar. They 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 play in the same area. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice though. Clean, simple. It actually like means something. Doesn't look like an Atari spaceship. <laughs> this red triangle represents the fire from. Huh? You yeah. know, I have to say, I, I guess I just, um, I didn't really mind the other one that you guys hated. You like the Atari? Are, yeah. are you a space invaders? Like, you're a space invaders purist, I just, Sheila. I mean, it's different. <laughs> I guess I just the ones like this is like so incredibly boring to me, huh. and it looks like a baseball. It definitely. I agree there. It, it does have a baseball okay. vibe. I get that. That is that I can see. So, but I but, I, but I can't I stand I just, the Atari. To me, I I like things that are a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, and see. I didn't see what the issue was with the original one. Like, I liked the idea of, like, the fireman patch. I thought that was dope and it was unique. Yeah. I, d- I don't know why that needed to change, but here we are. Because it could. Because it could. Um, let's go to some Minnesota news. We got uh, – oh, I'll throw this to you, Bridget. Um, so they released this really cool pride kit. Nice. And then we find out – Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, in most, uh, I mean, everyone changes their, their logo to a rainbow, and that's great. Um, everyone puts out some some gear, and that's great, too. But, like, when you release that gear, maybe you give some of the money to uh, one of those communities that you claim to be supporting, and uh, they are not. Um the excuse here is that MLS will be giving money throughout the season to a couple of initiatives, but that's a totally separate thing. <laughs> so when you when you bri- when you buy the Pride jersey, you are not supporting Pride. You are supporting a club that threw some Pride colors on a shirt. So um, it goes yeah. back to Sheila's that's... capitalism point. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, look, we made a rainbow. Of- buy it. Now, did you guys see there was um, there was an expose of uh, well, is in the Wall Street Journal about um, the I can't it's not the Proud Boys it was the, one of the other white supremacy groups and the guy that leads it is actually not white he's actually Cuban or something um, and they've yeah. Had, talking, yeah I know I know who you're talking about um, anyway they've had you know financial troubles. And and this particular this guy has gotten into trouble for mismanagement of funds, and you know dwindling membership and stuff. But he, but he's also he's also flipped for the feds. He's he's an informant. The kicker, yeah, wasn't he like handing over names for? Yep. 
the kicker was that he now sells Black Lives Matter t-shirts to make ends meet. Amazing. <laughs> Which is like so like oh awful in a way, you know what I mean? But like it just like shows it's like, you know, it's well, just capitalism again, you know. It's that's like, like what matter. what's his name who uh oh my god. The guy who's always raising money for black causes, but never like gives the money to black causes and does more yeah. harm. Oh. Than... Mm. Yeah. And every time something happens, a lot of white people are like, "Well, yeah, I'll give him money," and don't realize Sean, that he's not. Sean something. It... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can't. I can't yep. think of the last name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um. Well, something of a segue. I, I think we can use it here. Uh, Juneteenth kits. <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay, so the, the match is tonight. All the we have a full slate of um, MLS going down this evening, and they're all going to have Juneteenth inspired numbers. And but but the cool thing about this is, a it sounds like the the well, it's being run by the Black Players for Change, that which is a positive, and and B, I think the the artist that came up with it is being compensated, right? So they got that correct. Mm -hmm. I I think there, maybe you guys can correct me on this. Is, is there a, um, I'm assuming they're going to be for sale and maybe, and maybe those sales are going to be PC and, and then the, uh, the NWSL version as well. I'm not sure on that point. I'm not sure either. Um, okay. I would think that they would go up for sale. Or maybe they'll just maybe they'll end up just auctioning the game worn ones. I don't know. I, th I think optics wise, at the very least, this looks better because it's coming from BPC. Yep. They they very much took it upon themselves, and you're like, mm -hmm. look, we're doing this, yeah. and and you guys can you know you MLS can take it or leave it, but this exactly. is our thing, which you know, I think it looks better. Yep. Um. Anything to add there? What do you think, Sheila? Does does that make you feel differently than the other one? Um, I don't know. I mean, the 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 whole thing with Juneteenth is that you know it's very new, um, and it's we don't we are we're not we don't really see yet how this holiday is going to sort of play a role in our country so yeah. i mean everything everybody... it'll absolutely be co-opted i mean it'll be co-opted oh, by, yeah. by well, capital. I mean, it already it already has been it already yeah. is yeah exactly but at the same time it's also like really powerful that they made this mm -hmm. especially sure. in a time where they're like banning um you know critical race theory <laughs> i mean it seems important yep. uh in a time where there's like a whole like segment of the population that's trying to deny that slavery even existed mm -hmm. yep. much less like is foundational of our like government so it seems important to have this day um i think it you know the fact that they like made this decision like days before the actual day um <laughs> kind of didn't give very many people a lot of time to plan so, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, I think I, I, I can get get down with like whatever anybody like decided to do this time. Yeah. You know, good. Well, for I mean, we, we should remember that it's it seems to be a brand new thing, but it's something that has been celebrated by that community. Uh, and they, 
it's well, just, in Texas, it just hasn't been in Texas for, for a long time. Sure. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause that's where it originated. Um, but of course to white America, it's this brand new thing and, uh, it's going to be treated very much like pride. Um, and they don't just, there, there's no education behind it. So now that it is a recognized, uh, capital, like national, sorry, holiday, um, there'll be a bit more like widespread education behind it. Uh, but hope. yeah, very, very easily co-opted by yeah. white people who like to celebrate Cinco de Mayo and, uh, you know, all those other, pretty much any other holiday. So I'm curious, j- just out of curiosity, um, when did you two learn of the holiday? And I, I can tell you mine as well, but I'm, I'm curious for, you know, just for myself and maybe the listeners. I think I, I kind of stumbled onto it like maybe 10 years ago through a couple of friends reading or reading something. Um, did, did any of you get it through school? Let me ask that. I don't think so. In a, in a roundabout I, way. I okay. think it was in the last 10 years I like understood what it was. Mm-hmm. I took a African-American lit course in college and it um, we kind of hit like a couple tangential uh, topics and like from there doing extra research. I think that's where I ran into it. But yeah, there's like, it was never taught anywhere that I went to school. I ran into it uh, mostly because I was doing events for city pages. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Of course. (laughs) So you ended up at a Juneteenth party. Uh, Or just like I wrote about yeah yeah parties are happening (laughs) yeah 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 Um, what's this thing on the calendar oh yeah okay it was almost by accident i remember i was in because i mean in western and eastern nebraska i guess nobody nobody was teaching it or talking about it however omaha has a very historically uh black neighborhood that's been there forever i mean and 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 there's very much a long history of suppression of of the culture and of the history, which would come as no surprise to any of you. Uh, the, the easiest and clearest example of that is Malcolm X. Like people don't even recognize <laughs> Malcolm X as a quote, person from Omaha or even in quote, Nebraskan as it were. Um, but nonetheless, I ended up in Omaha, I think it was either my junior or senior year towards the end. I think it was for pet band for one of the sports, whether it was basketball or football or whatever. And, and it was just through other, other people at one of these historically black, black high schools that maybe it was around the time or people were talking about like the planning or whatever. And it was like the first time I heard it. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I had to ask them and then they were, they were super cool. And that's, that's the first time I heard about it. The first time I actually started to actually go to like parties and cookouts was here in the Twin Cities. But yeah, it was almost by accident that I, I'm glad I found out about it there in, in Omaha. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of Minnesota United. They've got a match tonight against Dallas. Um, oh, I guess we should mention this first. Um, Hassani Dotson and Chase Gasper named to the U.S. men's and national team roster for Gold Cup in July. And apparently Mason Toy joins them as well. Do, um, let's see, of those three, maybe Hassani starts, but probably not the other two, huh? Uh, I would say Gasper does not um 
I'm not I'm not sure he even makes that final cut. Okay. Uh, Dotson most likely, but the 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 midfield is so deep. That's what I was going to say. They, they might use him as like a super sub. Yeah, if they take him. Uh, I know Toy, that, that coaching staff likes him, and they want to yeah. see him develop. Um, they caught him last time around. Uh, he has done pretty well for Montreal since then. Uh, really so it's, it's good to see he's getting another shot Lots at that. Maracas. So, yep, exactly. Um so I think they've they've been watching that, and they told them that they were going to be watching that. So that's going to be the most intriguing one for me. Dotson, I'm not kind of on the bubble just because of that deep midfield. Gasper, I just hopefully he can get a, comp, a confidence boost in that training camp. Uh, it would be good. <laughs> would be and good. if not, official. If not, um, yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that slides right into the next topic. Uh, this evening, Dallas and Minnesota, what are you all feeling? Um, it's going to be tough down there. I mean, not to mention it's going to be like 110 degrees. I mean, it's fine. I, I, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> how many water breaks? You're going to take a water break probably every five minutes. It's, it's kind of scary when it's going to be that, that yeah. hot down there. Um, is this a winnable match what do you see can they pull it off maybe maybe a tie we have a if i'm not mistaken we have a questionable reynoso still is that correct i believe so yeah that's scary um he has i mean he's been in training and they've been trying to help him connect more with agudelo uh and all the other guys just trying to build that chemistry up front because obviously that's been kind of lacking since these new number nines came in. None of them quite mesh with the attacking midfield. Um, so they've definitely been focusing on that. And hopefully hopefully that fills in the gap for all the people who are missing because we've still got Robin Lude is out, Ritala's out, yep. uh, uh, Gregush, of course. Um, so there's there's some, some gaps to be filled. Uh, it'll be... It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see what the game plan is. All right, I'm asking for a prediction now, though. What do you, what do you see? <laughs> I predict one sub. Uh, That's fair. Um, I mean, I, I'm hoping I for a tie. I think we're gonna lose. Yeah, that that's. That's, I mean, I haven't it's seen much of I haven't seen much of Dallas recently, to be honest. Um, but considering our track record, when you have to change up a starting eleven by more than you know one person, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling too good about it. I it might be a close loss, but I don't see it being a a three pointer. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they at least tie it up. It's it's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention too is I don't I don't remember if they play today or tomorrow, but Austin FC are having their big uh, stadium opening, brand new stadium there. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. I think that's christened that on... christened by the women, uh, women's national team the other day. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Correct. So they got to do the first one. And then I think that one's on national TV. I think it's on Univision. I think so. So, yeah. 
So there you go there. Uh, last thing I've got is Gophers. Gopher women have a new coach. Uh, Aaron Chastain got some Minnesota connections. Um, I don't know if anybody has anything to say, but that's cool. Yeah, it's good to see her back. Um, she was a, a key piece for the Gophers in her time there, and uh, she's done some coaching since. Um, I think she'll be a good fit. They definitely... Uh, coming off Steph Golan, she's big shoes to fill, and you, you also don't want to create. She's created a very good culture for this team, um, and I think the only way that you keep that without losing losing too much ground is bringing in a someone who knows the school, uh, knows how they play. Uh, so I think she's she's a good fit. I like it. Right on. Let's also, um, so we were talking about city and rivalries. Um, If you have the means uh, or just the means to retweet, um, there's a GoFundMe set up for a player uh, from Rochester. Who, yeah, yeah, the goalkeeper who was in a, it was an accidental collision, um, but he has a couple fractured orbital and facial bones. He's an international, uh, so he does not he does not um, qualify for any insurance. So he will be having he had surgeries to fix, I think his lip, and then he'll have an additional surgery or two for the uh, the fractures, which is going to cost like thirty six grand or something out of pocket. Um, so Minneapolis City has posted it a few times. Uh, I mean, give you if you can, retweet if you can't. Um, but it's been a really cool example of everyone kind of coming together. I mean, they were just here playing City a few weeks ago. And I think it was the very next game that he got into this collision. So it's a scary thing with, with lower league and um, all these guys who just don't really have the means to, they're, they're just trying to play the game. They don't really have the means to um, recover like like the pros. So Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that good show of, of solidarity i think i think we put it up on on ours but probably worth i think I, yeah i think you retweeted one of them worth worth retweeting again i would putting up again um that's all i have friends we can leave it there and watch some more yoro copa and <laughs> and see what else the next week brings nice but thank you all for uh for joining uh thank you bridget thank you sheila and mm-hmm. uh thank you listeners we still, we still have the Patreon. I haven't been great at getting stuff up there. We got to get, get some more stuff. Maybe, maybe Sheila can do a couple rants and <laughs> give you the good Sheila content up there. But if, if you are interested, it is patreon.com backslash MN football show. Um, catch us on the social medias, all that. And give us a rating on the iTunes machine too. We could, we could use, use a couple more of those. But Let's go back to watching some football and enjoying the yeah. day. It's beautiful outside. Get outside. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Hey, guys.